0: Hello, I'm Brian Foster, and today I'm talking about Spiritism. And today is we're doing questions and answers about Spiritism. So please, if you have a question, enter it in the comment section. I will get right to it. If not, I will go through my list of questions people have sent me previously. And if you have a question later on, if you're watching this in video format, just type in a comment with your question. Uh, I am notified by YouTube when I get a question, I will copy and paste it onto my list. But Before we begin, let's have a prayer dear jesus please help us learn how to transition from a planet of atonement to a planet of regeneration please help us recognize the signs the signals of the love coming from you and your high angels and your legions and armies of spirits that are helping to try and show us the right path to improve ourselves on a daily basis amen So, if you are interested in Spiritism, I recommend you read the books by Alan Kardec. The Spirit's book is the first one I would read, and he codified that in the 1850s. What I would recommend first, though, is you may want to download my free Spiritism 101, The Third Revelation. It's in PDF form. It's free. So, of course, if you want it in Kindle or paperback or Audible, it's also in that form. And you can do that from my site, nwspiritism.com. Now, the the main Alan Kardec books I think you should read after that because the Spiritism 101 gives you an overview of Spiritism is the Spirit's book. Again, type in Alan Kardec space PDF. You'll find the Spirit's book, the Medium's book, and the Gospel According to Spiritism, as well as Heaven and Hell and Genesis. The five main books are all there um, for free on PDF. Of course, you can order them if you click on my go to my site, click on the picture of Alan Kardec. It'll take you to the... Uh, FEB Bookstore, you can order it there, or Amazon, or your local bookstore. Okay. Now, again, if you have questions, please type them in uh, the comment section, and I will answer them right away. But let's start with uh, one of the first questions. So, here's the question. So, let's say I use a medium to contact my mother that's crossed over. Is the medium in contact with the para of my mother, or is it her soul? Does that have a life of its own until its energy wanes? So let's take a picture of the para and what we mean. Okay, so let's hide this for a second. Okay, so here we have, so we have what we are created here, what we are on earth, or we are composed of three components. The spirit, which is an encapsulated set of logic with all our memories, our personality, everything. That's what we're trying to improve on while we're on Earth. Our paraspirit, which is connected to our spirit, which is then when we are in physical form, it's connected to every cell in our body. Now, when we are not in physical form, the paraspirit is detached from the the body, and it becomes what is the visible form of the spirit. You don't have to appear as as a visible form. You can appear as your spirit. So, all the para spirit is next i'll go on more of what it does it's mainly is what your ideal of yourself of what you should look like and you can change that right if you want to look older you look younger you want to look like you do have wings you have wings if you want to look like you like you how you looked when you're from your favorite planet as an alien with you know uh, green skin you can do that so if you're so, you're not really talking to your mother <clears throat> only in a paraspirit. The paraspirit and spirit are always attached. Just look at the paraspirit as the clothing of the spirit. And in fact, even Paul wrote about the paraspirit. He didn't say directly a lot of things he wrote, letters to the churches. He said, We have to put on another set of clothes over our other set of clothes. I forgot which verse that is in but that's what he meant by the pair of spirit. We already have a set of clothes in the spirit world. And in the physical world, we put on another set of clothes over that. And then of course, as we get older and embarrassed, we put on another set of clothes over that. So to answer the question, of, uh, do I contact with the pair of spirit of my mother or it is her soul? It is her soul. That you are contacting your mother and your paraspirit does not have a life of its own. It has the per- the appearance of how it wants to look. Now, the paraspirit will do some other things too. For every life you have lived in the past, whatever planet, the paraspirit retains the language of what you learned. So, if you you used to be in the Roman Empire. And then you go and you talk to a spirit that's pretty low, and the spirit talks Latin to you. You auto—it's like an automatic translator. You'll automatically understand if that person's not doing tele—you know, t- telepathy, mind to mind. If it's not, if it's not a high spirit, you'll automatically understand what that person is telling you because your para spirit is translating for you. So, it does some wonderful things. So the answer is yes. You talk to her. So, uh, to her spirit. And in um, I know some people do not do this, but the uh the, um uh what am I trying to say? Spirit is <laughs> must be late. Spirit is used spirit and soul interchangeably. Some people use it to conduct uh cannot, to denote two different things. So I'm a hard time talking today. I don't know why. Okay, let's hide this. I got a question. When Jesus resurrected, and until he ascended 40 days later, was that the paraspirit? Yes, that's what they saw. They saw the paraspirit. And that's why in in Catholic uh, dogma, and in a lot of Christian uh, dogma also, is you think that after the apocalypse, people are resurrected. And which resurrected means is that it's your original body, and the one time you were here is reformed from the cells that have dispersed into the ground. And actually, that's not the case. You, uh, the apocalypse is going on as we speak. It's the spirits who are not learning from here, and they're going to other planets. While eventually, we're only going to have good spirits. Eventually, when we become a planet of generation, we're not going to have all these lower spirits around us giving us uh um ridiculous ideas and inspirations to act upon no those are going to be gone that part of the test is going to be over good news on that so jesus manifested himself and he looked as he wanted to look because the spirit can tell the paraspirit how it wants to look now what i've heard and what i've read from spirits in heaven is that Jesus appears slightly different every time and in fact one spirit says he's never seen Jesus with a beard but that doesn't mean he hasn't appeared so but on, here on earth we always see his pictures with a beard and that's probably how he most likely reappeared let's say to in that house right with all the Apostles in there so that's what was there and he made his pair spirit through his force of his mind, he was a high spirit. He can do that. And he used that to be as dense as possible. And so, and of course he had to be high spirit to do that. If you're just a regular spirit on the, on the earth, you're, you're not going to be able to have that much power. So he made it look exactly like him. Now he could have come back and looked different if he had so chosen. He, of course he did not. Now the interesting, the other interesting thing, and this is the question leads to a lot of, uh, Facts from the spirit world is they said okay now how do you think Jesus appeared in that in that you know room in Jerusalem because he didn't travel there you know because you're in heaven you're you know you're he, he says and you know we think of heaven as we have the earth right we have kind of lower zones around the earth up to the reaches of heaven, and below the crust of the earth, we have the dark abyss, right? Which is kind of a purgatory. And we look at things in distance, right? But then, of course, we're told, besides time not existing, there is no such thing as distance in the spirit world. There is presence in absence. And this is where the more you can understand that, and if I think a way to understand how Jesus appeared in that room is think of you're playing a video game and you want your character to appear in the second room on the left in that castle and your character appears now how did your character appear there you commanded it through the software of the game and that character then was given depending on your level of play right and what you can do in the game that character appeared in that room. Maybe other characters are there, but that character appeared in that room. Did that character in software travel from where you created that character? Or that character resided in some database somewhere? Is the character waiting to be used? No. It appeared there. Therefore, you have presence or absence. And they said, and what they said is Jesus thought where he was in the state he was changed his environment and surroundings until he was in that room with those people. So I hope that gives you an idea of how the spirit world works. And once you start understanding the powers of Jesus, the power he had of his mind, right? I remember when I was young and I, I read the Bible. I thought, I oh, can't walk on water and, and how can, how can you make you know five loaves of bread feed um, five thousand people? I think I'm getting this wrong. Well, the answer is, when you're the master of the game, and and we are in this logical construct, this, this uh, st- simulators, so to speak, you can do what you want to, but you can make resources out of thin air. And as spiritualism say there's no such thing as miracles. In, on Earth or in the spirit world, there's only things you don't understand. So, okay, let me get to the next question. So, I hope that helps answer that, and I hope it doesn't confuse anybody. Okay, so here is another question. It's like a uh, group of three questions. Hi, I just started a new job. At first, I really liked it, and everyone seemed nice. I felt blessed blessed to have found this job. But lately, I discovered that my co workers are distrust distrustful and gossip. At times, I feel like I've let my guard down and maybe overshared. Now I'm not sure if I can trust them or if they are generally are nice. People are not. How do I deal with this from a spiritist perspective? Thank you and sorry for the long separate messages. Okay, so you're dealing with humans on earth and it's good that you... And that's the way you should be, right? So first of all, your attitude's wonderful. You liked them, you liked everybody, and you gave everyone the benefit of the doubt. You weren't overly suspicious, and you let people, and you shared with them. And yes, so now you're afraid of oversharing because they'll have malicious gossip about you. And that is a very real thing on earth. So as a spiritist, you you understand the people around you, You do not reveal any more of anything you think is important that you do not want to reveal in your life. What you revealed, you revealed. You stick to that story. And you forgive everyone. But what you do at work is and of course, and I understand this is difficult because gossip is the the biggest uh, you know fun thing you can do at work, right? That's the recreation at work is to sit around and gossip about how you and your group know everything and everyone else doesn't know anything and your manager doesn't know anything and all that, right? We've all done that. What you can do, though, is do not partake in malicious gossip. Now, it doesn't mean you can't talk about your coworkers if you're asked about their skill level or their uh, ability to do the job. You try to be positive. You try to give them the benefit of the doubt. You try, if you have coworkers and if they can't do the job, you try to either help them or move them into a position where they can succeed but what you do it will take time what you do is you'll get a reputation of someone who doesn't really gossip and if you people start gossiping you just decline you don't say anything are you better yet you say something nice and so you the important part is just to understand that they're human and that the fact that you do not gossip and you do not partake in these this destructive behavior means that you are you are ahead of them on the spiritual maturity curve and we all have to recognize on this planet of atonement we have many people on different levels of spiritual maturity When you have people on the very low level who come from primitive planets and they're usually your basic criminals, someday they'll be great spirits. Someday they'll be wonderful people. But right now they don't listen to their conscience. And they take what they want. They do what they want. And they don't care about other people. That's a primitive spirit. We see lots of them around us. Now in heaven, they're not allowed in heaven. It's an exclusive club. You don't have to work with them. But on earth... You are here to be trained to work with everyone because eventually, when you're a higher and higher spirit, and then you come down and you're someone's guardian angel or you're some high angel like Gabriel came down and you're talking to people, and you're talking to people just like the people you're working with. I mean, you know, imagine the angel Michael or Gabriel talking to the to the uh, shepherders during the time of Abraham or you know whatever times that people can you know at any time in the Bible. I mean the people they're talking to were they were vindictive they were mean they lied to hide anything they did wrong i mean we're not told the, the whole story and they had to be you know and they had to be nice and they had to be constructive but they had to be forceful and focus on what they wanted these people to do so you need to consider yourself that okay i'm just going to try to be an example of those people and, you know, it, it took me a long time. And at, at the end of my career at work, I, I don't, I'm retired now, is I had a reputation of not gossip about someone. In fact, I remember my boss was telling me one lady, I was asked about a person. I said, well, I think a, this is a better job for them. And my boss said, yeah, one lady said, Brian never says anything bad about anybody, but he said, this guy doesn't know what he's doing. Well, I didn't say that. I just said, I don't think he can fulfill that job. Of course, he exaggerated a bit, but that's okay. But the fact is, I had a reputation of not saying bad uh, things about people. Of course, you know, that's late in life. Early in life, I was horrible. I will confess that right now. So that is what I would say. And just understand that, right? It's like understanding your kid. Your kid's going to be selfish, they're going to lie, they're going to hide things and you just have to keep day after day teaching them like nah, it's not it's not a good philosophy of doing that your life's going to be much less stressed if you try to stop the lying and hiding things some people learn some people don't and again people are going to be like this as an adult everyone has free will they have the free will to take whatever you tell them and then tell everybody else and that's why what you do as you go higher and higher first of all You try to have nothing to be ashamed of, which all of us do. I mean, I mean, just I'm not saying do it. I'm just saying that's a goal. And then you just don't reveal, man. You you know, you just don't excessively talk. You just say, yeah, I did, right? This is what I did on the weekend. Nothing special. And you don't go into details if you think someone could use that against you. And you don't talk. The main thing is you don't talk bad about any other people at work because what the people at work love to do. When I was in management position the best thing they love to do is come and tell me about what other people said and did. And especially if they said something against me, they love telling you what someone else said bad, you know, about you, even though they said probably things worse, right? That's, that's human nature. That's, and that's what families and brothers and sisters and big families do. Uh, It's all over. Don't partake in that. Be constructive. So I hope that, I hope that helps. okay okay if any other questions I'll I'll put back up on the list of questions um, is there any correlation between the mental health epidemic and moving towards a planet of regeneration yes um, absolutely in fact I've just been reading the book on the way to a world of regeneration and there is a speech by bazaris de Men- menensis talking about three main things In fact, i gonna do three videos of that and i might actually do a whole q a on it also where i can go through this speech and i can i can dissect it for people and it was about how the 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 sickness i can't use these words we're on uh YouTube. Why was it allowed to occur? Who did it? And I know this is not to do with the mental health epidemic, but it's a, a side issue. And what does it mean for us individually? And one of the things he said is that people have lost their spiritual anchor, their moral anchor, And when you lose your spiritual and moral anchor, you are just buffeted by things you don't even understand and the rules of the game change. So let me get into better detail. Is Right now, we're at the epitome of materialism, probably in our culture. First of all, anything spiritual is is tried is crushed is tried to be crushed immediately any you know uh opinion that doesn't correspond to the woke opinion is is denied and you're canceled and therefore, and of course in the in the overall opinion that we have now is that we are here on earth we are just like this accident of life that who you know uh And that we have no purpose other than to have as much pleasure in our own lives as possible before we die and we're gone forever. Now, of course there would be this epidemic of mental health. Nothing's important. There's no structure in your life. There's no structure to your morals. Why why are you on earth? What's your purpose on earth? Is to copy... And buy the same shoes as, as some celebrity, and go to the same vacation site as some celebrity, and
1: work—you
0: know—work yourself to death. So you maybe not—you can't afford a uh, a yacht, but maybe you can afford a small motorboat, right? Or and do you want to completely—if you have a set of morals, do you want to completely deny them and make yourself stressed and walk on everyone in order to achieve? that level of making that much money that's what we're placed with right now now I went through that game I I really with all my heart I strove to become higher and higher in the chain in big corporations and as I did that I was more and more stressed Uh, one day I just collapsed on the bed. My stomach was tight. I I had to take a, you know, a tranquilizer. And then, you know, and then slowly I, I found out that, you know, this is not me. I cannot step over people on my way upward of what I thought was upward. And that will cause a mental health epidemic. Now, it's not a, it's not a, uh, well, it depends on the correlation we're talking about the mental health epidemic is not a cause of moving toward the planet of regeneration is is a symptom of the of the pinnacle of our material society and culture so what we are being told is there are going to be certain things that will happen on this earth and i think they will come up within the next couple of years and I'm not talking about, you know, we're all going to disappear. Anything. I'm just talking about there are going to be a uh, a great revival of spirituality. How that's going to occur, I do not know. Uh, I'm You know, I've always tried to second guess what the spirit world is going to do next. And usually I'm wrong. And all, they always are smarter than I am. Thank heavens for that. <laughs> he would want that. Because even they say, the spirit world says, the earth, the human r- race us as a collective humanity cannot carry on in this manner you know we're supposed to come here we're supposed to be on earth to become better people to become more focused to become self-disciplined to become more loving fraternal charitable and honest people and the spirit is not telling us to reject materialism completely. We're supposed to here, be here. We have to know. We, we are here for a purpose. We do have to work. We have to help our family. We have to help our immediate family, our close, you know, the maybe other family, help other people. We cannot be a burden on society. We should help other people who, who uh, can't make it in society right now to a certain extent, not, not to make them so they're dependent on, on help all the time so we do have to work but we need to give our set of priorities so we can read and study about spirituality about spiritism about the spirit world and how to improve ourselves and these people who have mental health problems are completely not always are locked in this materialistic culture and they're buffeted by whatever the newest thing is and then they listen to the news and their anxiety level is up to level 10 because now everyone's worried about x and last week everyone was worried about y and overarching is the whole climate the whole earth is going to be this fiery ball and all the water is going to disappear none of that's going to happen we are in a simulator we are being showed yeah we got to keep the planet clean and the spirit will move us along so we do these things correctly there's no reason we should do the what we can for in the environment and helping other people but there's no reason to be panicked and the other reason not to be panicked is once you know and the spirit just tells us that you are an immortal spirit and then when you die you will still be you you won't be this all-knowing angel and you won't be this 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 free-flowing spirit, like not knowing where you are or absorbed into the Borg. No, you're going to be you. You're going to be free-willed, and your free will is going to be respected. And therefore, any anxiety you have about getting to the end of your life should be like, instead of anxiety, it's like, oh, I'm almost done with the summer camp. I hope I did well, right? I have no fear of death. It doesn't, you know, it's like, oh, it be interesting when I get back, right? I get back to my real life. You are immortal. You will live life after life. So the spirit world knows we have this mental health epidemic. That's a great question, and it's true. And people are taking a lot of different uh, medicines and medications for that, which doesn't necessarily make things better if they prayed and meditated and studied then they could improve themselves but that's for each person to decide so i hope that helps answer that question okay here's kind of a a corollary why would we have such a huge amount of people losing grip on perception Yeah, answer this question first. People from Amazon who who use Ayahuasca—I'm probably pronouncing that wrong. I I apologize. Which realm are they reaching? Astral, spiritual, and what's the difference between those? So, I do not know which realm they are reaching. I do think that they are having the ability to uh, to do uh astral traveling and the spiritual plane i know that some people say there's an astral plane and there's a spiritual plane and and then and then some spirit even some spirits say that's kind of the astral plane is kind of the plane around the earth and then spirit plane is 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 more ethereal so to me i in spiritism we talk about the lower zone which is above the crust of the earth up to heaven and then there's the dark abyss which is below which is you know pretty criminal spirits in the lower zone or people are still tied materialistic to earth not, still not a pleasant place and then there's heaven and you can travel when you're asleep naturally you can spiritually travel to to these worlds right the, the the lower zone the darker best you can go into heaven if you're allowed to if you have enough spiritual maturity or you can go to other worlds that that fit uh, your level you can only go to the level of your your spiritual maturity. So if you're not very spiritual mature, you can't get you can't go travel astral you know astral traveling or spiritual traveling to heaven because you're not allowed in there. But you can go even to other planets in their lower zones. There's plenty of places to be. So Spiritism really doesn't talk about the difference between astral and spiritual, but, but so it's just mainly what the level you can go because there's just, first of all, it's between astral and spiritual, it's implying that there are only two other dimensions. And in fact, first of all, there's multiple physical dimensions and who knows how many uh, dimensions within the spirit plane. It's a, We're in a very complicated, uh, dense data structure where we can... Uh, decide at ourselves depending on our level and the set of our permissions of what we can see or not see, and where we can roam or not roam so i think it's limiting those words are limiting the scope of an understanding of really what you are and where you live in now the people who use these type of drugs to free themselves i do believe they free themselves so they can their spirit their para i should say which is connected to their spirit can then roam around in the spirit world depending on their level right just because you use drug doesn't mean you can go higher right it just it just gives you probably this better ability to free your para from your physical body and roam to different places now where these people roam to depends on their level of spiritual maturity it's just like people with near-death experiences some people with near-death experiences have ex- exhilarating, exciting experiences because they are on earth, they're doing good. They went into one of the levels of heaven. They met their group. They talked about what they had to do. And they used a lot of times they had a meeting. They looked at their past life or they went through and they looked at parts of the universe and they were exposed to maybe some future and all this information. Others went down into the depths, saw, and I've heard speakers on both, saw horrible things and saw, oh, this is what happens when I uh, am mean to other people. And they come back like, oh, I better not be mean to other people. So again, when people are on these different things, right, like peyote or whatever they're on, uh, they will experience depending upon their character and personality. So I hope that helps uh, explain Explains that. There's a lot there. It's. Um, the thing is. it say is. You know. People on earth. And. We. we Believe ourselves. Is. Is. You know. Just like in the old times. That. The earth. Is the center of the universe. And the sun. And all the planets. Revolved around the earth. Well. We know that's not true anymore. Right. But we still. Like even in the science fiction movies, we still believe that being a human with emotions and feelings and spontaneous creativity is like no AI can ever um, surpass that. And that only we as humans have certain capabilities that is impossible to artificially construct. Well, I think that once you understand the spirit world and once you understand you are immortal and you live forever and you don't just die once and go live on the Elysian fields and sing hymns and, you know, sit in your comfort chair and drink a drink with a little umbrella in it for eternity. Once you... Once you know that that doesn't really happen, you read the spirits' book. Even the spirits say, when Alan Kardec and one of the questions say, "Well, you know, is, is heaven like the Elysian Fields?" and they said, and they said, if it was like that, that would truly be hell because we get really bored fast if we're going to live here forever, right? The answer is no. You still have work. You still learn. You still have fun. You work with groups. All that. You're still doing things. And as spirits tell us, there's so many different levels to explore on and on. There's trillions of planets that are inhabited. There's different dimensions of different planets. There's different planets in this solar system on different dimensions. In fact, we'll see these planets when we move to a higher level of a planet. But that's all because we are this complex logical structure. We are the spirit. We're encapsulated logic that flows freely through this database created by an entity called god that we have very little clue about and we have immense power because we can affect depending on our level and a set of parameters we can affect our own environment we can create houses we can create lakes we can create whole mountain ranges and usually you do this with other spirits but i'm just giving you an example it's very complex whereas These science fiction movies, they always, you know, usually what they do, and I'm generalizing here, is that they talk about immortality. They talk about immortality as a physical being. And at some point in time, uh, that you'll get tired of being immortal because there's be nothing new, and you'll voluntarily cut yourself off. Books like that, right? Or if there's AI, the AI will then all of a sudden become sentient, means they're self-aware and they'll say hey you know these humans are (laughs) they're not very good let's wipe them out of the planet that's not going to happen because this planet is controlled by jesus christ and his ministers and the purpose of the planet is for us to be here on earth to learn to become pure spirits and by the way we are more powerful ai than the any ai we can make that by design That's not going to happen and um so it's these are difficult concepts and maybe sometimes i go too far and i don't know if i frighten people off but uh i think you should at least think about these things really what does immortality mean what does being a spirit mean what does dying mean? And all dying does mean is getting rid of this physical body and being free in the spirit world. You, your free will is perfectly respected in the spirit world. Okay. Let me go to the next uh, question. Where was I? Here we go. Oh, yes. Why? Oh, oh my pleasure. My uh, pleasure julia so she says thank you so much for introducing us to spirit spiritism that's what i'm here for and i love for anyone to ask me questions uh and please ask away okay why would we have such a huge amount of people losing grip on perception with depression anxiety and so dependent on medications it feels as though our human evolution has set the state of health human body aside for the sake of progress and again and I kind of answered that in the previous question, but it's the fact that we have we are let loose from the dock of, of divine law and divine morality. Is that we are losing grip because we have nothing to grip on to. We have nothing to believe in. If all we do is believe that we are carbon-based life forms here for just a reason and that we should feel inferior because someone else has more money and more fame and more power than us why wouldn't you have depression and anxiety you're anxious because you're not kept up with your neighbors you and your uh and your feelings that you're inferior to your neighbors and that you 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 have to be uh um entertained constantly because our attention span is so short now right And because our attention span, because we we don't feel, right? People use drugs and other things and go on medications because they've lost the ability to feel. And the problem is, is that we think it's someone else's responsibility to make us feel, to make us happy. And everyone knows internally, and if you listen to your conscience, that set of divine laws implanted to us by God, that it is your own responsibility and you are not here on earth to have fun Well, it's good that you you can when you need to you're on earth to learn and you're on earth to improve your character and your personality and the path to improve your character and personality is to strive through trials and tribulations and to grow as a person Now, instead, what we hear on earth is that when anything bad happens to us, it's like, oh, something bad happened to me. It's terrible, right? Uh, You know, and you don't, instead of taking ownership, we immediately try to uh, label ourselves as a victim because it's never our fault. It's always someone else's fault. Well, no, I did a video of this. Don't blame others, blame yourself. And don't blame yourself like hurting yourself, but analyze what you did wrong and make, make uh, you know, uh, changes in how you approach life, approach other people. That's why you are on earth is you're on earth to learn to to take out your primitive emotions. Hate, anger, jealousy, and God, we're full of that. Look at how people comment on each other in the Internet. Look how people treat each other in the world, real world. Look at even that we see violence daily. And sometimes we say, oh, yeah, if you say something bad, someone has a right to be violent. No, 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 you don't. You don't. No matter what you say, if it's as stupid as you can possibly think, that person needs to learn tolerance. Because, now, why do you need to learn tolerance? People say, well, shouldn't people be taught to be nice and then, you know, like struck down if they're, if they're not? No. No if you cancel a person because they said something you do not agree with all you're doing is instilling fear into that person so they never say that again and so what happens is they don't change their attitude and their character they just filter everything the spirit world wants us to change our attitude and character the spirit world wants that person to say, I feel terrible making that person, person feel uncomfortable and I should not do that again. And so really what when someone says something that you don't like and say, you know, that makes me feel uncomfortable. Um, you know, I humbly ask for you not to do that again. And if they do it again, you just say, Oh, and, uh, and it is and then you say, okay, well, that person's not mature enough. At some previous in some subsequent life, they will be, or maybe later on, ten years from now, they'll understand what I said. And just accept that level of immaturity. So that is um, it's really up to us. And it we re- really have to do is to turn off you have to turn off the current mainstream media turn off anything or any group that makes you feel anxious or stressed if you don't conform to their ideas go to group go to groups that make you feel accepted and they want to help you learn on your own with your own self discipline and divorce yourself from from people Who are upset and angry all the time. You don't have to be that way. And you don't want to be with them. And you don't want to watch these late night night shows and these sitcoms or these things about people feeling and stabbing people in the back. Don't watch those. Get rid of that off your repertoire. Okay. I got some questions here. Okay, here's a question. I've tried everything to reach my spirit guides, and lately I've had connection issues not feeling they're listening. Interesting. Sorry, I had to get some water. Okay. So first of all, your spirit guides are always listening. They may not be answering you in the way that you think they should be answering you. Let me give you an example this one person died and went to one of the levels of heaven and he was walking through heaven. And this person in heaven um was like, you know, doing something. And then there was a spirit behind him and he telegraphed to him what this guy needed to hear. And he says, Oh, can I help you? He goes, yeah, I, I'm walking through this land. I I, I think i I, in, you know, somewhere in heaven, but I thought my friends would come and greet me when I died. And he goes, well, you're correct. Uh, You are in heaven. And your friends have greeted you, but you do not recognize them. And you do not recognize them because you have a certain idea of what heaven should be and where you should be and at what level you should be and you have this black and white idea this concept and heaven is not black and white like that and therefore you have not the spiritual maturity to recognize your friends and until and also you're not seeing your wife because even though you consider your wife to be somewhat intellectually inferior you love her and that's into your favor She is actually at a higher level of heaven because she has absorbed the lessons of love and wisdom more fully than you have. And he goes, thank you for telling me that. And then the guy behind him also came. And he says, look, there is a spirit right next to you now that wants to help you. And he goes, there is? Yes. He goes, reach out your hand. And he reached out his hand and he felt another hand take his. And then he just all of a sudden knew, he he knew what was going on, um, what he had done wrong, right? And he he knew kind of the path he should be following. So that happens. And sometimes if you're trying to reach your your, uh, guardian angel or your spirit guides, right? Because your guardian angel is always attached to you. They may be a couple of things. One is they're saying, maybe you need to, let's see how you make some decisions on yourself, by yourself, using your conscience. And if you're being inspired to do the right thing, maybe they are talking to you and inspiring you, but you don't recognize it as such. I mean, there's many things that spirit guides did for me that I didn't recognize until after the fact um one example is in high school i wanted to be on the i wanted to go to the air force academy and become a pilot well in my in my senior high school my eyes went out on me right when i was playing baseball and center field is like they go you know i started missing They <laughs> like right over my head they were fuzzy the spirit world gave me that defect so I could not go in that direction, and later I knew that was on purpose because much later, 20 years later, I went on some of these simulator rides at Disney World, and there was this, usually I was okay, but there was this one ride that really, you know, if I was in a simulator ride and I could move the stick and you know jostle and bustle up and down where I wanted to, it never bothered me. But I was on this one simulator ride that was pretty abrupt. And I had no control over it and I got off that ride and I was just sweaty. I was faint. And I, and then later on when I discovered spiritism, I said, okay, you know what, first they got my eyes and then they made that. I could never pass any type of, of flying a jet. I would have been disoriented. I would have been washed out. They weren't going to let me do that. I found out later that in a previous life, I had been a pilot. But that was not going to be my direction. So, in other words, you could be having little signs and signals that you, um, you do not uh, think about. Now, probably you're thinking that you're, you're not, they're not listening to, you, you're not connecting with you, because in the past, most probably you felt Like they were connecting to you. I don't know if that's correct. And now they seem not to be. So again, there could be several reasons for that. One is to see, okay, I don't want you too dependent on us. That makes sense. The other one is they're waiting for you to study and get to the next level. And they're using that as a positive reinforcement saying, hey, we're going to talk to you. we're gonna we're gonna talk to you but raise yourself up there you go exactly i said i may have grieved my holy spirit by doing a a stupid thing yes and therefore probably subconsciously you are without you may knowing it you're denying yourself the luxury of communication and you feel this is most probably really what's happening is you feel you do not deserve guidance from the higher plane. Whereas in reality, we all deserve it. Look, there was this wonderful guy who had this near-death experience. And they went through and they they went through his life and they showed him this one stupid thing after death another. And he said, Stop, 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 stop. I want to examine why I did that stupid thing, right? Why why was I mean to that person? Why did I make that decision? They go, oh, not important. Because really, for for, for you making that mistake, it's probably more important for you to make that mistake and analyze your behavior and then make, make some real rewiring of your brain and put into the foundation of your character that I will never do that again that is more important than you not making a mistake and not learning that lesson. Think about that. Is As this person who had a near-death experience said, finally understood that everything is as important as it is unimportant. You, Julia, are an immortal spirit. You are here to learn if you were perfect you wouldn't be on this planet none of us listening here i would not be on this planet i'd be somewhere nicer right i wouldn't worry about paying my taxes and having someone run over me as i drive because everyone would be really good drivers no we're here to learn we are here to rewire our brains we're here to rip out our primitive emotions and replace them with advanced emotions And the only way you can do that is to go through trials and tribulations that will cause that the stimuli will come at you and cause you to do deep introspection. And what appears to be is you've had inspirations and choices made, and you now know you made the wrong choice in a certain circumstance. That is learning, that is improving. So I would recommend you meditate and you pray whatever you think is, is best. You say, oh, I finally understand. I did something stupid, but I've learned from it. What more can I learn? Can you help me? Right? Open up. Open up. Because that that is the greatest pleasure your guardian angels can, can have is that you've learned something and that you want to be on the right path all expect us to go on the right choices the wrong path and the wrong choices it's part of being human that's that's why whenever you read about these uh uh life reviews right of people who've led a reasonably good life right not criminals you read about life reviews is the it's like oh they were so nice you know they were so nice to me they didn't point out all these things say well that was dumb no Be- why because your guardian angels have been exactly where you are today we've all done things that were that were wrong and hurtful and harmful not only to other people but mainly to ourselves and the hardest thing to do is to forgive ourselves and to rectify what we did wrong. I have a lot of things to rectify. And that's why people, when they're in the spirit world, they actually help. And when you're in some of the levels of heaven, you actually help plan your next life because you want to say, oh, you know, i got to work on my selfishness. I have to work on my pride. As an example, I know this one person, a great singer, but he has some other other problems that stop him from, I think, from ever becoming popular. But he's very smart. And my guess is that he used his fame in a previous life because of his just overabundance of talent. And he used it uh, kind of selfishly, right? And now in this life, it's like, okay, well, we'll still give you the talent, but uh, the big show is not for you. Why others who may have little talent and yet become famous, right, and wealthy, well, they have a actually a harder trial. Their their trial is how are you gonna handle this? Are you gonna be humble and a nice person? Are you gonna be a you know what? And think you're better than everybody else. And because that's our culture. Again, this is our materialistic culture, is if you're rich and a billionaire that automatically means you are superior and smarter than anyone with less money than you are. And of course, the spirit world says that means nothing. When these politicians who are wealthy and powerful go into the spirit world, a lot of them are not even going to be able to enter heaven. And the ones that that do may be sitting there and learning from someone who's been in a simple menial job but has been here to like uh been here to reform certain character aspects of themselves and become a better person there's an example of this there is this spirit who's in charge of some complex projects in in heaven and he had multiple uh dis- disciplinary projects from people from different levels of heaven who came up from different cultures and races and all that well he went to earth on earth he was a simple shoe repairman, a cobbler as they called him back when he was there and as a cobbler, when he died, he'd still, he still hadn't yet been allowed to learn about his his total life right because they, they do that only when you're ready right they don't give you all they don't open up in your brain all your information because you can't handle it and he's in this little bungalow. And feeling very humble and said hey just lucky i'm i'm here i've been a cobbler i've been poor and the spirit walks in and the spirit says hello how are you doing it goes fine he goes have you read that book he goes yeah And there was a, a book on his bookshelf it goes but i don't think the book uh, is good for people on this level because the book really talks about people on a higher level and bringing people with different different experiences in their physical life together and making and having them work as a team and the higher spirit says well do you know who wrote this book and goes no he goes look at it again and he looked at the book and it was his name on it he goes no that's not me he goes nah that's you he goes no i'm not worthy i am not worthy of that so I, I, this can't be me. He goes, yes, it is. He says, look, I will tell you, your humbleness shows you right now that you were that person. And in fact, we followed your life. And we know that when you made shoes for people, you were more worried about making them last as long as possible because they, you knew that they had no money to fix those shoes. So that's how things work. Now, let me get to the next. You said something else. I think I'm not supposed to judge and I've been a bad and I've been bad judging, but my soul contract says to become unconditionally loving, I can't judge. <laughs> you know and look, loving unconditional is, is the, uh, the plateau of atonement we, we want to um, attain. And I remember talking to this one lady, who says, and I was talking about love, and as he was having dreams and visits from the spirit world. And I was saying, yeah, you need to love everybody. He goes, I do love her. I love everybody in my family. I said, yeah, but you need to start working on loving people outside of your family, outside of your tribe, so to speak. But that is really difficult. Jesus did it on earth. Socrates did that on earth. Mother Teresa did that on earth. Your contract may so may your contract in your mind may say to become unconditionally loving. But I would bet you if you read it carefully, it is to be on the path to become unconditionally loving. That's all that matters. It's not it's not exactly what you've attained. It's your trajectory. Remember, you have multiple you have multiple lives to learn. And what is most exciting to the spirit world and your guardian angels is your upward path. Are you learning? Are you more loving than you were before? You're not going to become a pure spirit, a pure angel in one life. It may have been done. There may have been really superior people. But it's not easy. So you're, you're. I believe you're too hard on yourself. And it goes, okay. Apparently, this is the same person. Apparently, I've chosen one of the most difficult life, life path because I've gone through so much suffering. I don't know how I'm here in a physical body. So you are probably one of those people who came from a more advanced planet and people who come from advanced planets you may be here to help other people and it's really difficult for people from a higher level planet to um to withstand the amount of chaos and meanness on earth i'm sure i come from earth and other bad planets because i, I just expect chaos and and inequality and injustice and if there's not it's like oh well, we're lucky at that point but for many people who come from higher planets and this is why many of them become alcoholics or addicts because they really can't it's like intuitively they know they came from a fair nicer equitable place where people love each other and they supported each other and here you are in this place where that doesn't really exist as a rule in parts it does but as a rule it doesn't happen and therefore it really it creates stress and anxiety so and there was a talk by uh, uh, a spirit and he was welcoming there are people and in factly, like, in fact, now, and beginning in the year 2000, I don't know how old you are, but beginning, it actually has been all throughout history, but beginning around the year 2000 there has been a whole new huge amount of raft of people coming from other planets to help us rise in vibrational level to the next level of planets, right? And that's why I'm saying, eventually, within a year or two, I think something spiritually is going to happen to help us rise, right, and become more spiritually advanced. And the spirit says, look, you're on here on earth. You're not used to earth. You're going to be you're going to be uh attacked for being a nice person. You're going to be hated because you're a nice person. You're going to they're going to envy you cuz you're probably, you know, you're not you know, you're probably look pretty nice cuz you know, all these things you're going to have advantages that you may not think they're advantages, but other people are going to be jealous of you. And that you are now thrown into this cauldron of chaos and wars and trying to survive and be fired and have to, you know, people backstabbing you, even if you're successful. These are all things you're not used to. But always know that the love of Jesus Christ is with you and that we are your your guardian angels. We are with you and we will help you all that we can. And I think is that you need, if if that's your wish, right? And I'm trying to say this in all humbleness, because I cannot put myself in your shoes. Is that you're going through uh, a tough time, and the inner parts of your soul is not used to this, <laughs> this, this current ride you're on. It's you know it's a little bit rough around the edges. You know, think about how people who um who've been on a life like here and it, it failed miserably and then some people are like that nah you're not allowed to come back even on a planet of atonement we're gonna put you on a primitive planet and now they go back and there's not even street lights and flush toilets and there's smoke in your hut right all the time imagine how they feel well it's kind of like many of these souls that come from higher places feel like you know we think we're modern right there's flush toilets there's lights there's computers nothing compared to what they had they had libraries where you could look at your past lives they had cured almost everything people are supportive of each other i mean it's just a different environment and yet maybe you and others have volunteered to come to this environment to help on a most wonderful mission and the most self-sacrificing mission you could do is to come and be a beacon of light, and help others know how to improve themselves. So I hope I hope that helps a little bit. I could be completely wrong. Somehow I don't feel I don't feel I'm too far off. I'm, hopefully I'm directionally correct. So I've gone over my time. I wanna thank everyone for being with me tonight. Those were wonderful questions that we were going through. And uh, Julia, I hope you feel better. I know you're gonna be connected. I just uh, intuitively know that I'm not a medium, but uh, uh, I think it's important. Oh, let me answer this one question before I go here again. When people mention this light during NDEs, which realm is this light from? All people see it do all people see it when they die and the light and that is in the spirit world so the light so as you go higher and higher in the spirit world the light it becomes more and more bright and in fact when let's say you're just a normal human on earth and you go to heaven right and you see one of these advanced spirits and they haven't uh made themselves denser to fit within your environment to you they look like bright angels and you can because you think they have wings because they're so bright they're fuzzy you may you may get you know like their their face but beyond that it's hard to discern because they're too bright and what that is is that's really the love of god reflecting off of them and that's why as a spirit. You are, you can go at your level or below, but you can't go higher. Not because there's a big gate or wall there. It's because if you go, you feel too uncomfortable. So now when spirits come to earth, they go, oh my God, this is a dark place. And it's dark because so many people have this darkness in their inner soul. And in the spirit world, you are what you, on the outside, which you are on the inside. And if you do in this LNDE and you go to this higher plane, you see light. see the absence the absence of darkness and not all people see it when they die only people who by the law of affinity will go to a higher realm people who go to a lower realm will still see darkness they won't see the light i hope that answers that to you that was a great question okay please join me have other questions join me next monday and i love these questions and answers and if you have other questions you forgot put them in the comment sections i will copy and paste them and put them on my list god bless to all of you god bless